This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, March 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's Sabalines. Prop 12 leads to pork deficit. State names pesticide work group. EPA has new chief. And USDA's to-do list grows. Newsom administration picks work group to reduce pesticides. Cal EPA and CDFA have released a list of 25 people to serve on a work group to guide the state as it transitions away from pesticides. The group ranges from farmers to anti-pesticide activists, academics, pesticide companies, pest control advisors, and trade group CEOs. CDFA Secretary Karen Ross said the group's recommendations will, quote, inform the next decade of research and development and help form new partnerships. Cal Secretary Jared Blumenfeld uh, emphasized the state's goal of protecting farm workers and some of California's most vulnerable and pollution-burdened communities. The administration plans to cover the cost of the work group via a proposal that would raise fees on pesticide sales through the mill assessment. The administration and the legislature have until July to negotiate the proposal. Remember, the new group follows in the footsteps of an earlier group charged with recommending alternatives to chlorpyrifos. The resulting report from the process found that much more work would be needed to weigh the potential trade-offs and unintended consequences when canceling a pesticide product. The original group urged the state to provide more funding for cooperative extension research and outreach. Some of its members will serve on the new group. Regulatory Relief for Wineries Passes Committee A state Senate committee has advanced a bill that would ease limits on tasting rooms. Proponents said the measure would help small wineries that have been devastated by pandemic shutdowns and smoke damage to wine grapes. Tasting rooms are the lifeblood of their operation, said Tyler Blackney, a policy director at the Wine Institute, adding that the businesses sell a product unique to California but need more opportunities to connect with customers. Stephen Maruso, a winemaker from Stephen Kent Winery, noted that nearly 85% of the state's wineries are classified as small. Being unsuited for wide-scale product distribution, these wineries are at a great disadvantage and, quote, need their tasting rooms in order to survive in a very competitive market. This bill would even the playing field, he said. Report. Prop 12 will lead to a severe pork deficit in California. California animal welfare regulations set to take effect next year could pose major disruptions to the pork industry, according to a report from Rabobank. California's Proposition 12 regulates the amount of space allowed for breeding sows, and less than 4% of U.S. sow housing can meet that new standard, the report warns. The amount of pork available that's compliant with the regulations could be 50% short of what the state needs, the report says, leading to high prices for California consumers. Two legal challenges to the regulations are currently underway, one from the National Pork Producers Council and the other from the North American Meat Institute. And on that note, CDFA has this week posted a new set of frequently asked questions to offer more clarity on the Prop 12 implementation. Biden's big day. 
Slowly but surely, President Joe Biden is getting his cabinet positions filled, even as he gets ready to sign the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan, that massive stimulus package the House cleared yesterday. Michael Regan won confirmation on a 66-34 to 34 vote last night. Several hours after the Senate also approved Merrick Garland's nomination as Attorney General, 70-30. to 30. Longtime House Agriculture Committee member Marsha Fudge, who had hoped to become Agriculture Secretary, was confirmed as Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. Biofuel groups were fast out of the gate to praise Regan's confirmation. They are counting on him to be an ally when it comes to implementing the renewable fuel standard. So what's next? Well, Biden will be signing that stimulus bill tomorrow. USDA will have a lot of work ahead to get it implemented on top of the to-do list they already have with the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program and the COVID relief provisions enacted in December. The new bill includes $5 billion in historic assistance for minority farmers, as well as $3.6 billion that's earmarked for aid to the food supply chain, including funds for commodity purchases and retooling of facilities. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack said the bill's stimulative impact on the economy should benefit all farmers. In their words, Republicans, though, call the stimulus package a wasteful blue state bailout that risks triggering inflation. But the National Farmers Union said the bill, quote, doesn't just address our most imminently pressing economic and medical concerns. It also endeavors to change the agricultural sector for the better by redressing racial inequities in federal farm programs and increasing resilience in our food supply chain. Here's a programming note. Register today for the 2021 AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit. You can hear from some of the industry's top minds as they discuss climate risks, rewards, and uncertainties during this virtual event. The summit will be featuring three half-day sessions this year from March 22nd to 24th. You can register now at agripulse.com. Senate Ag sets stage for climate policy. The Senate Agriculture Committee holds its first hearing today on climate policy, that as committee leaders look toward building support for legislative action later this year. Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow told reporters yesterday it'll take several months for lawmakers to pull together climate legislation in part because of the work done in the ag space. We have a bipartisan strategy that's supported by environmentalists and agriculture and forestry on how to move forward. With developing a carbon market, she said, calling it a very big deal to have bipartisan support. Now take note, ahead of today's hearing, progressive groups opposed to ag carbon markets urged Stabenow and the rest of the committee to rethink the issue. Instead of promoting carbon markets, Congress should expand the existing proven and science-based programs that farmers are already familiar with, rather than investing in pollution trading schemes. Food and Water Watch, the Institute for Agriculture and Trade Policy, and 10 other groups said in a letter to committee members. Here's today's He Said It. There is light at the end of this dark tunnel of this past year. We cannot let our guard down now or assume that a victory is inevitable. That President Biden 
previewing his primetime address to the nation tonight. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, March 11th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.